Welcome, dear readers, to Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we only judge a book by its cover. And we find ourselves once more amid the towering stacks of your library, towering even more. Because last week, as you know, I was towering stacks upon stacks, stacks of the, the yes. shelves, right? We were layer three deep, I think. Yes, and then you promised to get me the forklift, and it came in yesterday. Oh. And we're going all the way up, baby. So I've taken apart some of the ceiling. Turns out the, 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 sort, of, the sort of ceiling panels, yeah. they conceal like a lot of extra space yeah, out there. Yeah, it's, it's called the lowered ceiling. It's like we have that like in it's case. It's really, really lowered. Oh, yeah, there's an entire like ecosystem up there so i've noticed but i've done hey i've done my very best to ignore all the all the fascinating like avian wildlife i've encountered up there oh, i was like no those are new i wouldn't know i just didn't pay any yeah. attention to them i just i've just taken the staple gun and i've just tried to like staple them to the surfaces and just no not not dealing with you right now i don't uh, look i didn't classify them okay i've just been i've just been getting rid of them to focus on library yes. stuff by building the library up higher and higher into probably like reverse hell or whatever's up there oh well mm. Okay. So are do, you proud of me? I am. Okay, However, good. do keep in mind that we want to have accessibility issues. Well, that's why it's only the stacks. Okay. Because the stacks are where you store the books that are not in the, in the, for, for, for general consumption. Those oh, are just okay. the, the shelves and the aisles. But now I've got this forklift, see? So yeah. I, can, I, can, I can willy-nilly just uh, uh, lift myself up into the, into the ether uh, to retrieve books that need to be in general circulation. Okay. What kind of uh, criteria are you using to determine whether or not a book should be in general or in uh, the stack, so to speak? Well, okay, so the forklift came in yesterday, so I've been yeah. super excited about it. So yeah. I've reduced the generally accessible area to about, like... Yeah, about like half a half a bookshelf. I like gonna, it's, I was going to say, there's quite a bit more room around here right now. Yes, yes, yes. I've I've moved stuff from the reading areas into the sort of sort of back okay. back of house. Um, so yeah, no, it's it's true. I'm restricting the choices that that uh, readers have when they come to the library. But you know, yeah. I haven't seen many of those. No. That's, so it's that's, probably, that's normal, that's par for the yeah, course. Yeah, exactly. So it, it probably doesn't matter to, to us, who spend most of our time well, in the library, just, whether it's in the, in the library proper or in the stacks. As long as the uh, extra space doesn't start giving you ideas and, like, making, I don't know, putting in a croquet feel or something like that. That seems like it might draw in some readers. It might also draw in some lawn bugs. Lawn bugs? I don't know. Just but big, what if uh, you use, like many American politicians, AstroTurf? Oh, yes. Um, Fake grass. Okay, yeah, that would be nice. I mean, like right. football I clubs mean, use. I mean, a lot of football the, clubs get are, are... What, what kind of, like, agenda would you use for astroturfing my library? Oh, no, now I have to ter- determine the platform. Um, I'll get back to you on that next week. Okay. That's going to be my that sounds next like week. a fantastic yeah. idea. So I'm just going to continue to enjoy the, uh, 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 the forklift, and next week is the astroturfing platform. Wow, what a great literary podcast we're doing, Kay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, we are not politici- politics at all. Uh, like, no, no, we are... However, reviewers of books, and what do we have in store for our readers this yes. week? Yes, this week's book is by Pierre Tollette, Meurtre en soucoupe volante. And oh. I, from the start, I have to admit, I did not read it in French. I'd read the translation. See, you always do that. Yes. Like, I, I try to go for the originals. I know, but your French is better than mine. Uh, merci, omelette du fromage. Yeah, that's the other one. For the readers at home, if you look down at your podcasting device, you should should be seeing the cover of today's book. And if not, you can check the show notes or the website, covermyascast.com, for, uh, for an image and a link. We also have uh, a Twitter presence, at covermyascast. 
Yep, no, yep. I, I, I didn't get it wrong, and I didn't comment on it, and I didn't congratulate myself until just, right now. Until right now. Yeah. So I think that gave us, I think that's progress I think still. We, uh, I think we need maybe some AI thing, which just has like a little green light there, which is like, <laughs> yeah. as long as the green light is on, yes, you're on the script, you're doing it right, right, and don't mention it. And as soon as the red light comes on, then you can go like, okay, okay, yeah, I have to make like apologies for something that I didn't How do brilliant right. that would be if you just had a, if you could wear a pair of glasses and they would just flash you a little red light, like, no, 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 roll it back, yeah. roll it back. <laughs> just at any point of your life. Like, oh, honey, well, are you would, sure? Oof. Today's book is Meurtre en Soucoupoulant. And for yes. those of our, 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 our uh, readers at home uh, who are, are not blessed with uh, uh, knowledge of the, the Francosphere, that means murder on the flying saucer. And the, and the cover covers the book as well, because you have a flying saucer and you have what looks like sort of a spaceman in a weird costume with, with Which... weird sort of almost like an Aztec space helmet, right? Okay, so I think that you have the space helmet and like, I'm, okay, I'm not going to comment on like the state of his face or the moustache that he apparently has, but... <laughs> The fact that he has welding goggles on, on under his space helmet. Yes, and he's like, that I mean, was suspicious. He's got the like the helmet has kind of like a bit of a like World War One German spike, which I assume is just the antenna. Yeah, it has sort of a Prussian look to it. It does it? a bit, and of course he's holding this big, which I assume is a welding thing, a laser torch or whatever you want to call it, a welder. Yeah, a laser, a, la- a spark lance. Uh, Ooh, and I a like we- that one. And, and a weapon, which I hadn't noticed until before. But again, it certainly makes sense. On Earth, you would use an oxy oxyacetylene torch for it. Yeah, yeah, but not a lot of oxy out in space. Well, so actually, just well, lasers. Well, no, but even on Earth, the oxyacetylene yes. torch has like it has the like the normal setting, and then has the extra oxygen setting. Oh, and the yeah. extra oxygen setting is what 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 makes it such a good cutting tool because it's basically burning away the metal. So, oh, because it's providing oxygen from whatever it's, it's like heating. It, it goes oxidize, yeah, exactly. You like the, the, the first flame is just like heats it up, and then like when you add the extra oxygen, it just like starts cutting through it by burning away the material. By that, right? That's it's not it waiting for it to melt. It's no, just providing oxygen. Exactly. Yeah. Oxygen is a fierce oh, molecule, oh, isn't yeah, it? It's like, it likes other things way too much, and it wants to bond with everything. Yes. And it goes like, "Hi, I love you," it's and I'm going to very like, needy molecule. Isn't rip it? you off and tear you away, and go live on a beach somewhere in Pasadena. Wow. Well, I mean, I'd, I'd take that deal. Um, um, uh, unfortunately, such a deal is not available to our hero, no, who he... I believe is, is, is depicted on here. Yes. Uh, a <laughs> young hero by the name of Bud Light. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Who is... Uh, <laughs> yes, good old Bud. Yeah. He's, like, carrying out his job, which is where the story starts. Uh, yes, because he is one of the uh, abductees. So uh, I, I thought that was a cute, uh, a cute I way of so thing too. of calling them. Like you, 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 so it's a, it's a, it's a human who has been abducted from Earth at one point by a flying saucer, and by intergalactic convention is not allowed to return lest he corrupt uh, humanity's development by introducing them to the, the reality Existence of, alien. of aliens. Yeah. Yes, and he's working on the uh, space station Prince Albert. <laughs> yes, I think it's named for its like distinctive ring-shaped. Uh, oh yes, uh, yeah. No, it's a very intimate location. Well, it's, isn't it's, it? like, it's like the starships in. The the uh, Trade Federation in Star Wars. You know, they also have that, like, ring shape with this big bulging... With a bill, big bell big in the be- middle. Exactly. Yeah. So, they're, like, you know, the, the, sp- <laughs> the space station Prince Albert, that seems like the... Yeah. So I think that's literally where the inspiration for this space station came from, because ah. we're, we're operating in a realm of space where modern Earth is ignorant of the spacefaring civilizations, but that all of the spacefaring civilizations have unified ar- around the practice of splagiarism. 
Yeah. Now, this is a particular thing because after after around like 1973, I think it was the booming message. Yeah. Uh, humanity started to broadcast messages that were powerful be- enough to be uh, detected in space. Yes. And then retroactively, weaker signals could also be detected because now that they knew where to where to look for, they could move you know with light yeah, speed, can... move farther away, and then try and see if we can detect fainter signals like the uh, the 1934 Olympics, which uh, oh, I think yes. it came up in contact. You know, the, the the book and the film by Carl Sagan. Yeah. Um, that one of the first signals that was probably powerful enough to make it out of the ionosphere into space would have been Hitler giving the opening address oh, wow. to the... Yeah, no, not that. But, like, that's clearly not where uh, Mr. Tollette was going in this book. No, he posits a universe where, okay, so so various spacefaring civilizations have been dropping in on Earth every now and again, just kidnapping people to uh, to see what they're, what they're what like. What they're like. But then once Earth started broadcasting some of it, it's a, a televised reality and history. Uh, they were exposed to brand new ideas that they that they never a- examined before. Such basics to us as like capitalism and socialism, yeah. uh, feudalism, all these all these like diverse political practices that they had never considered out in space. You could say that Earth was considered as to have a bit of a bad influence on the rest of the universe. Oh yes, and therefore put under embargo, and like they're not supposed to be told about. Uh, the rest of the universe because they might like if if they could do this much damage when they're just like putting out their own nonsense who knows how much damage they could do if they actually start active actively uh, participating in space politics uh yeah which which also results in why these uh uh, why these humans who've been abducted from earth and who are incredibly valuable resources for the ideas that their heads possessed are kept sort of uh, uh segregated like we've talked about the abductees so when they're when they're particularly young people they're just dropped on some backwater planet and hope that they'll just uh, disappear you also have mm-hmm. the abduct elders yeah. who are similarly tried to uh, they use more like uh, um, oh what's it called brain trusts or like think tanks oh? often the secret yeah they're the different different galactic empires vie for possession of these humans ah, whom people. they use as, as prophets and sages to dictate their uh, basically uh, their have them look at policy. whatever's going on and then make the to them obvious uh, comments which for some reason like the aliens might have completely missed simply because yeah. they have a different way of thinking yes exactly it's like uh, what they have uh, yeah which every science fiction story should have is like should have a five year old on staff with like asking <laughs> stupid questions and like if <laughs> if the director or the uh, screenwriter can't like answer them like and easily explain it to a five-year-old, then, like, okay, we need to reevaluate this decision in the... That uh, would be brilliant. It would. It's like you'd miss so, so many... Hence uh, the, the, the rampant splagiarism where, where space-faring civilizations are committing plagiarism on Earth, where some of them have even reformed their empires to resemble, for example, I mean... The United Space, yeah. like, they did great. And everybody is immensely jealous of the United oh, I wish I'd done that one first. Uh, I mean, it is a good idea. It's like you get everyone working together in a democrat- democratic, quote-unquote, Yeah, uh, for the, the billionaires, like, they, they were introduced to wealth concentration. Oh. And, gosh, they sure did love that. That's, I mean, if you're on, already on top, then that's a fantastic concept. Now, it was not so easy for France, which... <laughs> Yes, so Space France, known as, known as France, yeah. uh, which, which has a much more complicated like, uh, which, which political was, history. Which was clearly very close to Mr. Tollet's heart. <laughs> yeah. I, I think this was a very 
strong criticism, maybe on the policies of the goal. Yeah, which were not so accessible even to me. I'm, I'm, no, I speak I a have, bit of French, I have no but idea. yeah, I don't like, know. There's, there's so many like cartoons from the from the 70s and 80s or a children's program in in our neck of the mm. woods. The 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 fables come out, the fabled newspaper, yeah. which was a biting political satire that adults could watch with their children, and for the children, they just saw cool puppets in an animal <laughs> kingdom. That <laughs> that is true. My, my father actually met the goal once. Oh wow! Yeah, he went on a uh, some sort of student exchange program uh, tour uh, with the university that he was at at the time, and wow. uh, into France, and like the, yeah, the goal showed up at some point. So uh, yeah, he briefly met the man. Wow! <laughs> what was his nickname, by the way? He had a nickname. Uh, didn't the, he? The, the the giant or something? Like he was huge. Le uh, general. I don't know. Wasn't it, it, wasn't it the general? But it's, it's also interesting that um, every field hospital or every military hospital yeah. ev- everywhere in France used to have a bed reserved for the goal. Whoa. In case uh, it was needed for him to be like treated there or anything. So there was there would and it would be an extra large bed as well cuz he was a very tall man and he did not fit wow. in any of the standard uh, uh field uh, uh um, cots. cots that's the word. Yeah. yeah at the time. So there was always one like reserved for the goal whenever he needed to be uh, uh See, it's all right for some and this is the kind of yeah. inequality that is such a novelty to the the spacefaring civilizations which is why they're just all addicted to to earth. We also have a sp- Portugal, yes. who are super into football, like they're funny like that, yeah, yeah, and uh, and 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 Portugal, Petanque and Haile. Uh, oh, are they Portuguese? Portugal, uh, no, Basques. Haile uh, is Basque, not Portuguese. Oh, it's but, ooh, okay. Now that's yeah. the, the other side of. Is it well? How did it wind up in South America then? Uh, I don't know. It's like I guess a lot of people from that area moved there, but yeah, Florida and uh, South oh, America. Okay. But that's that, cool. yeah, a big big thing there. It's like originally a Basque game. Yeah. Well, okay, it's a bouncing off the wall. And it's a ball game. There's also a ball game that that yeah. uses a, a, a like a like a basket, not basketball, but we know it no, as no. korfball. Yeah. That originally comes from Sweden, which is very popular in sp- Sweden. Sweden. <laughs> yeah. Now they're they're a little bit they're a little bit disappointed in what they got stuck with, uh, as was, for example, uh, uh, the space version of because different empires they just like they had to pick from our country that they would nice. emulate. Yeah. So, like, Swaziland thought they were also, like, really fucked until Swaziland renamed itself to Eswatini. And now you've got Space Swatini, which is almost cooler than United Space. So they're Space Swatini. Space like... Swatini. But let's let's talk about the adventures of right. uh, Bud Light. It, it, it starts with him uh, describing his routine in the space station where he's basically cutting up old discarded flying saucers. Yeah, because he's one of those sort of teen urchins in an industrial hellhole. Exactly. He gets thrown in there. There's a brief synopsis of like the first half of his day, how it like he spends like time cutting up sa- saucers in his spacesuit, which is the scene that's depicted on the front of the uh, book. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, and I thought it was very interesting how the how the uh, uh, writer managed to convey the idea of a musical soundtrack. <laughs> Uh, where it goes, uh, oh, here I'm going to try it. C'est mon temps de volant. It's my time to fly ah, from yes. the 90s. I know it's from the soundtrack of Titan AE. Yes. I was reminded very much of Titan I'm AE. Pretty much the, uh, I think it's a wonderful movie. I think so too. Yeah, I really like the moment where Matt Damon's character is in a hand towel well. and it falls off. Like that's that's just. It is. He does have some very lovely cheeks. <laughs> he does, and they. Wouldn't it be nice to make him blush? So it starts after after a quick uh, chapter in describing his the grind of his daily life, where he's basically he's been he's basically been dumped at the at the Prince Albert space station. Yeah, and to, his uh, job is like cutting up. 
uh, yeah. other people's rigs. And so there's a flashback back to his days on Earth, where oh, yeah. he's an even. Where I think it's about a year earlier at that point, where he is uh, attending uh, Butt High, the home of the pirates. <laughs> I, I believe they insist on being called the Butte, Butte. Pirates. Yeah, but well, no. And uh, he is uh, about to go out to prom with his oh, yeah. girlf- girlfriend, Vanity Plate, who is the uh, daughter of the local uh, second-hand car dealer. Wow. Wow. What a name to be saddled with. Yeah, it's like getting in his car, which he actually bought from the from his girlfriend's it's his father clunker, yeah uh, and uh, taking them to prom and like on the way to prom they literally have the flying saucer appear over yes, the road there's like the this bright light shining grays yes. you know the the gray aliens with the with the big heads and now we as readers we realize that these are just regular aliens who are Really, really weird, but all the aliens know, as part of their program of plagiarism, they have to appear as bipeds, just with weird, uh, yeah. exacerbated physical features. Because so, this is how we are expected to look, so this is how we must yeah, look. Yeah, so you've got this gas bag tentacle species that zips themselves up into biped grey suits with the big heads and, and eyes. I noticed that in the story that the aliens seem to have this almost compulsive need to appear as they are expected to. Yes, yeah. So, the, uh, I mean, that, 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 that is certainly a problem that the Venusians are also afflicted with so mm. they they quickly select oh vanity plates she's got the boobs she's one of ours because we are the amazons ah yes and this is this is, and now we're coming back to the reason but why bud is uh, stranded on the prince albert after they get abducted by the aliens and they are uh, they are examined and bud is like being the hero of the story things like oh this is like we're being abducted and this must be interesting turns out they're not interested in him they want vanity. No. Yeah. Uh, go like, what do you mean, like, there's two of them? It's like, we wanted her. And he's just bycatch, or what's it called? Exactly. Extra catch. Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. The, the, the fish that you end up with in the net that you don't want. They're trawling for tuna, and then they get some fucking dolphins. And they or, basically uh, dump him at the first station they are, and they disappear off with his girlfriend. And now, she's like horribly like disheartening for a, it, for a young, well, a that's young how person you, to be uh, that's told. How you, yeah. That's how you end up in, in the position at the beginning of the book. Yeah. Uh, he's 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 very sad uh, uh, and trying to make the most of his life, but also like trying to put Earth behind him, realizing that he lives in an unfair yeah, universe. He's been exp- uh, it has been explained to him that you are not going anywhere. This is your yeah. life now. Make up, may earn your keep, or you know, don't breathe oxygen. I mean, this yeah. this story seems like it's going going nowhere, and it's going to be about his life and demise on this on this alien space station mm-hmm. until. He gets dumped on the space station and, uh, like, sorted out, and he just wanders around and, like, trying to find, like, basically, he needs money. So he goes, look, yeah. can I get a job? And he ends up with a guy called Bob Cleaveridge, fabricator. Uh, <laughs> yes, I love these names. Who runs the, uh, who basically runs the wrecking crew. Who uh, is, yeah, um, and he's one of a uh, species that we remember of the uh, the hunky cat men. Oh, we yes. remember them from other books that we've read, <laughs> uh, such as such as Daenerys, uh, Daenerys something. Oh, very early I mean, on. That's the first of, time that we saw hunky, Rural. Lots of hunky cat men. And an RX recipe for chaos. Ah, oh, that's the one. So I thought it was kind of cool to say the the, the sort of sort of centaur like. Maybe four feet tall or maybe towering under yeah. Catman. And uh, I don't understand how they can operate on a space station, especially not in a, in a deconstruction company like this, because your spacesuit is, like, intensely complicated. Yeah, but 
this is I mean this is this has been the norm for the for the uh, galactic civilizations until like humans came into came into fashion everybody wanted to pretend to be a biped uh, apparently Bob cleavage fabricator just hasn't had the back of the bodyectomy that most of Ooh, his uh, that sounds hor- that sounds horrible and yeah so there's like working for the deconstruction company yeah. whose uh, um, motto is call us or screw it up yourself <laughs> Yeah. Uh, now I like a, I like a company that's that's sort of that honest about I, what they're. I mean, what it, they're is, it is true. I mean, it's like the guy who's like price the 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 wash machine repair company, and he goes like, like price is twenty euros per hour. It's like uh, if you're watching, it's thirty euros per hour. So if you're helping, it's fifty euros an hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do believe this is certainly part of the, like the, the capitalist uh, coalition of, of civilization. So we, we discover uh, uh, gradually that while there are many, many diverse uh, uh, civilizations out in space, they've, they've sort of coalesced into, into two large encampments, mm-hmm. um, one of them like embracing the, uh, uh, the capitalist uh, learnings that they've, that they've extracted from Earth's broadcast, who are very interested in keeping Earth a pristine generator of this this kind of uh, uh, these kind of ideas that they can that they can use mm-hmm. uh, known as the empire uh, whereas a coalition known as the federation yeah. are much more about like they actually want to include earth because if we're learning this much from them from their how much can we learn when they're actually aware of us and they can teach us rather than we just have to yeah. like pick at the, whatever they deem to send out into space so we have like obviously the united space is under the under the empire and france has uh, uh, placed itself under the federation mm-hmm. as has uh, 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 space watini after we have a little bit of his backscourt story explained but comes back in, into the uh, space station at the end of his shift yeah and he comes across uh, the murdered body of roger boys who oh, is no. uh, that was like his bestie that was the, like his mentor who was like t- yeah telling Erastes, him who took him under his wing who and, yeah who, telling him how to like survive he's not a, one of the uh, abductees who but like 15 years ago so not really yeah. exactly he's very buoyant that's maybe that maybe it yeah he's, he's well, not, a gas bag. Not, not anymore after he'd been violently stabbed by one of the uh, space cutters uh yeah at which point i mean who's holding a space cutter but light we see him on yeah. the cover and uh yeah he comes walking in and of course just at that point uh, someone walks in to catch him red-handed so to speak uh yeah i mean the reader knows he's innocent but everybody else thinks that like oh he must have killed him so he's immediately seized by the local authorities, and then we go into a sequence. And I'm going to summarize it for the readers. So there is a there is a whole set of like kidnappings back and forth between between the forces of uh, of United Space and Portugal and France and Sweden and Space Watini, which is just the best. Space you, Watini is yeah, like like your country was named Swaziland by Europeans, and then yeah. you become king. And I don't honestly know if the if the king of Swaziland was a, was a particularly good person, but whatever. And then he decides, I'm going to rename it. Like this is going to be a post-colonial era, and we're going to, and it's like lowercase e, capital S, because the e is a is a is a prefix. Yeah, like in um, oh, like in, in Botswana. Do you know what mm-hmm. a person from Botswana is called? I would think a Botswanan, but Motswana. Motswana. Because Swana is the is the is the uh, root word. Uh, and like Botswana they is the Tswana. country of Yeah, yeah. Uh, the country where Twana is spoken and, and Motswana is, is the person who speaks Swana. Ah, very good. It's beautiful. Yeah, right? it is. So I, I I think that something is similar is with the uh, with a Swatini, that they're the the, the the Swati or the Swatini people and this is the Is there a sp- 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 chad? 
Chad. No, that's a good one. Like, what's a person from Chad called? Uh, uh, a person from Chad. That's right. You've got like a, a, a group of like an Egyptian and a Syrian and someone from Chad. There is, there is no common. Uh... No. So he's kidnapped back and forth between the forces of uh, uh, United Space because the Empire and is, the Federation. Because all of this is part of a of a larger scheme. Like he was he was. Um, 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 falsely accused of this murder in order to be able to create, well, another thing that they learned from Earth, a kangaroo court. Yes. They took a little bit too literally. Like, they're all they, hobbies. They actually, they're they, all they actually brought some kangaroos in, like alien-looking kangaroos. Skippy the bush kangaroo. Yes, with the court being presided by uh, Will Bolchin Johnson. <laughs> Which I thought was a bit of an unfair reference to the particular uh, genital configuration of male well, kangaroos. That's <laughs> because this is such a weird thing. They're mammals, so they've got the genitals in the outside. They've, yeah. got the, they've got the pee-pee and they've got the, the beaners. But they've got the beaners above the pee-pee. I mean, they're weird anyway. But... So, yeah, Will Bolchin Johnson is the uh, uh, is the presiding judge of this this kangaroo court, where uh, uh, and you have a few a few uh, uh, attorneys badgering the witness on behalf of the empire and, mm. the, and the federation, which they got some badgers for. Like yeah, the, yep, they didn't like know any m- better. Mr. Tollett is hitting all the cliches on this one. But the goal, actually, for both of these teams, seems to be uh, uh, extradition, not so much of Bud Light himself, but of uh, whoever his family was, in order to get uh, 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 character witnesses. Both parties are trying to use this fake trial in order to get what Earth they want. extradited into into the galactic space in some form or another. Right. Uh, the Empire wants, wants to bring it in under their control where they can, like, keep a tight grip on everything and, like, reap the benefits and not have to deal with the humans coming out into space, whereas the Federation wants to make them a full member and get the... Uh... Yeah, and see what we can do with this other thing that we've learned besides capitalism and socialism diversity that they mm. themselves really exemplify because they are such diverse species and that they could teach humans about it. Uh, so this kangaroo court is all devoted to trying to, to manipulate Earth into becoming involved and like it escalates to some of the, some of the galactic leaders who've modelled themselves after, after great uh, uh, Earth leaders. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it, it escalates to the point where uh, the intergalactic leader Oprah uh, <laughs> is, is introduced and uh, her counterpart Cleopatra <laughs> Uh, uh, then yeah. battled by the, the by the lawyers uh, Hermione and Leia, like they're very evenly matched. Yeah. And finally, one more uh, officer of the court is is asked, which Bud Light recognizes, ah. uh, and it's uh, Vanity Plates, yes. now known as Ray Skywalker. Turns out that she was kidnapped because she is a half alien. Yes, who was placed on Earth. She did not know this, and like that's why they were coming for her. And it like it, it kind of loops back to that, and like it's a sudden surprise of seeing her, and she's obviously delighted to see him uh, being still alive and not uh, yeah. They were they were out. Earthside sweethearts. Yeah, they were, and she's like still fond of him, and she like she was brought in as a ray of light in his darkest hour. A ray, exactly. Yeah, uh-huh. a ray Skywalker light, yeah. and so she's able to like cut through. All this, all this bullshit, and establish that her very existence means that uh, Earth is already integrated into the uh, into the galactic sphere. And if if anyone is going to call a witness, it's going to be her. And she calls the entire Earth as a witness. Nails it on a technicality and has ac- so many accompli yeah. as Mister Tollet would call it himself. <laughs> oh, very good, uh, very good. My other French word that I know. 
Oh yeah, how many others do you know? Uh, un, two, trois, maybe. Croissant. Oh, Although I yeah. prefer the Finnish pronunciation. Uh, croissant. Croissant. Because <laughs> you know, in Finnish, you say every letter, which is no, the, I get, yeah, which is the opposite of French. Well, yes, where you like try to like eliminate as many letters as possible. Actually, um, we had a little argument about that when when I was trying to examine like soucoupe volante. Like, how does that how does that emerge? Maybe that's from from soup coupe, like a yeah, like a like a, bowl, a soup bowl. Yeah, but then and the P is flying. missing. And and then someone went, yes, but the, they don't pronounce the P. But it is the French style to include letters that you don't pronounce. Why would you get rid of a letter that you don't pronounce just because you don't pronounce it? That's nonsense. Yeah, that makes no sense. And so Earth is finally introduced. The entire planet is summoned to court because even even the Empire and the, and the United Space and Portugal, uh, they have to they have to admit that, that this is now necessary. Yeah, now and unfortunately, yeah, it's like technicolor, caught out on the technicality, and now we have to like... Which is really kind of something they love. So. Best, 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 yeah best way like technically correct is the best kind of correct <laughs> so rather than bud light being returned to earth earth is returned to bud light and he can um, and he can yeah and he and he heads off with uh, uh he's got a good head start in, in the company and there's going to be a lot more sources that need cutting up and yep. uh, and now that the kangaroo courts are in place uh, lots of people can uh, uh, can can try to secure damages for their ancestors being anal probed by uh, if by the they greys can prove that it actually happened oh, there, there was an episode of Babylon 5 yeah. that was fucking brilliant it started off with a court case between a a, a dude like a blue collar dude who is sitting in the witness stand and he's talking about my great grandfather was kidnapped by that asshole and i demand reparations and in behind the the, the witness stand is a is a grey alien with those big eyes <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't me. It wasn't me Maybe some of the other guys who just look just so like. So I'm it. sure we have a lot of that to look forward to. Yeah, um, I mean, but kangaroos we, are going to keep busy. Well, okay. How are we going to read, re, re, rate this Ooh, book? Let's see. I mean, I think we should go with flying something regarding to flying saucers. Three sixty. Three sixty. Oh, okay, that's good. Like that yeah. gives us a lot of. Yeah, it gives right? us a lot of leeway. So it's more than three quarters there. So. I would give it a good solid 300 out of 360. Nice. And speaking at reviews, if you look down at your podcasting device, you should, should be seeing an opportunity to maybe leave a little star or maybe leave a little review. Or you can email us at covermyarsecast at gmail.com to let us know if you know a book that you might like us to review but not read uh, on the show. We'd also love to hear from you on covermyarsecast.com. On Twitter. I was very close this you time. You were, you were. So what do we have in store for our readers next time? Next week's book is by Rhonda Lee. It's a thrilling and exciting adventure. The Return of the Horny Dead. <laughs> Thank you for joining us at Cover My Art, where baffling books are reviewed, but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we, we only, only judge a book by its cover. I kind of want to be abducted by a Sukun for not. Not by The Return of the Horny Dead. <laughs> Well, I think they, I think they've had their, they've had their time. But I, I mean, there's like forty aliens. Oh, well, I mean, there's only that can get men and the kangaroos. With, with or without that, I mean, it depends on if they have their, if they're weird junk or not. I mean, like, hey, there's no such thing as weird junk.